Shalom to all! Today's daf is Sogadaf Yud Gimel. We are starting five lines from the top, the second word on the line. And today's daf is sponsored Le'ilu Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Maisha. Her Neshama should have an Aliyah. Now, yesterday we learned that one may not use a bundle of sticks or straw for Schach because of Gzeras Oitzer. If one is allowed to use the bundled straw, he might just decide to use his actual straw storage hut for use as a sukkah, and that would be Usr for wasn't made Lashem sukkah. And now the Gemara continues talking about certain things that might be Usr or might not be Usr because of Gzeras Oitzer because they're bound together. And now we have more of these scenarios. Amrav Gidla Marav, Hai Afkusa de Dikla, this Afkusa de Dikla, which is offshoots of a palm tree at the base or at the trunk of a palm tree, many little offshoots or branches would grow out. So these types of things, Mesachim Bahu, they could be used as Chach, Afabi Dagidi, even though they're bound together. That's because when you cut them off of the palm tree, there's actually a whole bunch of them growing out of the same root or out of the same trunk. So even though they're bound together, they're all in a bundle, Eged Bide Shemaim Loshma Eged, something which is bound by heaven, which means it's naturally bound. It's all growing out of the same base or root. That's not considered Eged. That's not considered bound. And even though you're going to tie it up again, meaning since the tops of these branches are spread out all over the place, and you're going to want to kind of bring them in together and consolidate them into one solid stick or one solid bundle of sticks, that's not a problem because when you tie one thing, when you tie something which is already considered in a bundle, that's not considered tying it together. That's not considered bundling it. It was already it was already naturally bound together, and you just want to prevent the sticks from flying all over the place. That's not a problem of Eged. And Amr Chizdam Ravina Barshila, Hani Dukr Dikani, these reed stalks, Mesachin Bahu, you're allowed to use them as Chach, Afabida Gidinu, even though they're bound together, Eged Bideshemaim, Loshma Eged, something which is naturally bound together, that's also, that's not considered Eged, and these are the same thing, these are a bunch of reeds growing out of the same base, so again, that's all considered like one bundle already, naturally made by Hashem, it's not like you bound them together, and Afagav the Hadar Agilhu, even though you're going to bind the tops together to prevent them from flying all over the place, Eged Bachal Loshma Eged, again, that's not considered Eged because you're just tying the top of this already pre bound naturally bound thing. Tanya Nami we also have a bride, so just like this, the same concept, Kanim Viday Kranim, reeds and pointed poles, Mesachin Behen, you could use them as Chach. The Gemara asks, Kanim reeds, Pshita, isn't that obvious? Why should you not be allowed to use reeds as Chach? The Gemara says, you're right, Ema Kanim Shel Dukranim, we're actually talking about reeds of pointed poles. Again, we have this base that has many different reeds and many different poles growing out of it. Mesachin Behen, you could use them as Chach. Once again, it's naturally bound together. It's not like you bound it together, and therefore it's permitted. And now another memra from Mavchiz de B'Shem Ravina Barshila, even though it's not Tzchach related, for Amrav Chiz to Amrav Vina Barshila, Hani Marisa da Agma, this Mara that grows in a swamp, Adam Yetzbahani de Chavasu Pesach, a person is allowed to be Yotzei's Chiv of eating Mara with it on Pesach. The Gemara asks Mesve, Ezav, Vele Ezav Yavan. When we're talking about the Paraduma, we have to use a bundle of Hisop, that's Ezav, so we have to use Ezav, and not something called Ezav Yavan, Greek Ezav, Vele Ezav Kuchli, not Blue Ezav, Vele Ezav Midbari, not Desert Ezav, Vele Ezav Remi, not Roman Ezav, Vele Ezav Shesh Lashem Levai, and not any sort of Ezav that has an additional name. Ashem Levai is an additional added on name, such as Ezev Kuchli or Ezev Midbari. These different Ezevs that we mentioned, they all have Ashem Levai. You have to use plain, good old, simple Ezev. So the same thing with Maror. You have to use plain, regular Maror. You're not allowed to use Maritza the Hagma. That's Ashem Levai. So Rabbi, he answers no. Anything that had different varying names before Matan Taira, Ubas Taira Alav. And then when the Taira tells you that you have to use this certain thing, and it was very Makbid to use the simple standard name, such as Ezev. There was many different names of Ezev before Matan Taira, but whenever we find the word Ezev in the Taira, it never says Ezev Yavan or Ezev Kuchli, it just says use plain old Ezev. So then, that teaches us that there are other names of Ezev, but we have to use the plain good old Ezev, not one that has a Shem Levi. But Vahani, when we're talking about Mur, it didn't have different names before Matan Taira, it just was called Marar, and we know that we have to use Marar, now that it happens to be called a different name, that's not a problem, it's still considered the original Marar. Whereas Rav Amr, he gives a different 
answer, Hani Marisa Stamashmayu. This Mara is really called Mara. Rahida Karilhu Marisa da Agma. And the only reason why people refer to it as Marisa da Agma, Mishum Demishtakach Ma'agma, that's because it's found in a swamp. But it's still the good old plain Mara that you use. That's the same Mara that everyone uses. It just happens to be found in a swamp, but it's not like a different type of Mara, and that's why you're allowed to use it. And now back to the concept of Eged. Amr Chizdi says, Iged Bechad Loshme Eged. If you have one stick, for example, and then you wrap a string around it, that's not called binding it. That's not called Eged. But if you have three sticks and you bind them together, that's called Eged. That's called binding together. Shnayim, Machlekes Rabbi Yisri Rabbanon. When we have two, that's Machlekes Rabbi Yisri Rabbanon. Then we have a Mishnah. Mitzvah Ezov. The Mitzvah of using Ezov, this bundle of hyssop for the Paraduma. Shloisha Kalachin Ubehen Shloisha Givailim. You have to have three roots, and each of these roots have three stems coming out of them. Rabbi Yisri he tells us Mitzvah Ezov Shloisha Givailim. The Mitzvah of Ezov of this hyssop is to have three stalks bound together. The Shiarov and the remnant Shnayim is two, meaning if one falls out, two is okay also. Vigardumov and its stub or stump of this bundle, Kalshu, even if it's a little bit. That's because Azev happens to be a very flimsy plant, and when they're dipping it into the Mechatis and using it, many times little pieces will continually break off, and it might be left with just a little stump of these three branches together. That's not a problem. And now here we analyze. From the fact that he says that if you're only left over with two stalks, that's okay. That seems to be that even Lechatchila, if you put in two stalks, that's also fine. And Vahidiktani Shleisha, from the fact that it says Shleisha, Mitzvah, that means that lechatchila you should really put three. If you only put two, but the that's okay. Umid Rabbi Yisui shloish lemitzvah. And from the fact that Rabbi Yisui says that three is only the lechatchila, but two is the b'diavad, and it's okay. The Rabbanon shloish akev. It seems to be that the Rabbanon will hold that lechatchila and b'diavad. You have to have shloisha. It's ma'akev. It's necessary to have three, and you're not yotze with two. And here we have a machlek between Rabbi Yisui and Rabbanon whether or not two is considered agud. Ask the Gemara Vatanya if a brayso Rabbi Yisui and Rabbi Yisui says ezev tchilaso shnayim mishyarv echad. If you start out with two ezev and you're left with one puzzle. That's actually puzzle. It's only kosher if you start out with three, and if you end off with two, that's okay. But you're not going to start out with two. So the Gemara says, you're right. Okay, let's switch it around. According to Rabbi Yaisi, you have to have three, and that's the ikov, and you're only allowed to end off with two, but you're not allowed to start off with two. And the Rabbanon, according to the Rabbanon, three is the mitzvah. However, if you start out with two, that's also okay. And Vatan, you have a bride, so like this, if you start out with two, and you end up with one, that's fine. Until it starts out with one or you end off with one. So over here, we still end off that we have our machlekes between our Yesi and the Rabban and whether or not two is considered agud, it's still considered bound, it's a bundle. And the only thing that we switched is that Rabbi Yesi holds you have to have three and it's the Chalim that say that two is also considered a bundle. But now the Gemara just asks on this b'raise that we just said, Shi'ar of Echad Pasol, how could we end off this b'raise by saying that if we're left off with one, that's Pasol. Ha'amrit, you just said in the beginning of the b'raise, Shi'ar of Echad Kasher, that if you're left off with one, that it's kosher. So you're assessing yourself from the beginning of the b'risa to the end of the b'risa. Is it okay to be left off with one or not? Yud Gimel Amar on the top. The Gemara says, right, Ela Ema, really what the b'risa should say is, Ajat hei t'chilasa kishiyar of echad, if the beginning is just like the end and you started out with one and you ended off with one, then it's puzzle. However, if you started off with two and you ended off with one, that's not a problem. More about Agud. Darsh Merimar, Hani Asuraisa de Sura. These bundles of sticks that are sold in Sura, Mesachin Behu, you're allowed to use them as Chach, Afagav de Agdan, even though they're still tied, Liminyana Ba'almahu de Agdan, they're only tied up for number. Now, these were bundled only because the price was set by number, and the intent was not to keep them bundled at all. Actually, usually people that bought them would untie them right away to dry them out. So, therefore, there's 
no reason to apply Xeris Eitzer here, and he's even allowed to use them while they're still bundled. And we continue, Amrav Abba, he tells us, Hani Tzifir Darbani, these bird trapper huts, Kivin Shehutu, Rashi, Madan, and Shalahen, since the upper tie was untied, Ksherim, they're allowed to be used as schach. Now, these were conical-shaped bird trapper huts. Long Arava branches were stood upright, and the tops pulled together and tied together to form the roof. How were the bottoms connected? So they had a rope braided through all the branches to keep them connected and steady, and then that rope was tied. So as long as the upper tie is undone, this bundle of branches is allowed to be used as schach. But now the Gemara asks, it's still tied below. It has this braid being woven through it, and then it's tied. So how could you use it? It's still considered a bundle. So Amrav Papa answers the Shari Luhu. He unties the tie. He doesn't have to undo the entire braid, but he still unties it, so now it's not considered a bundle. And Rav Hunabrei Yeshua, he says, It doesn't have to be that he untied the bottom knot. Call Any bundle that you're not able to carry it in its bundled fashion, it's not considered bundled. You know your bamboo schachmat has that bamboo string running through the left and right side of it to hold all those little bamboo sticks together? You ever have one of those strings come out and then those little schach poles, those little bamboo poles are flying all over the place? So even though they're still connected on one side, that's not something that you can still consider connected. It's not connected. You can't carry it like that. You can't even use it as schach. And that's what Rafuna Brader Yeshua is saying. That yes, even though they're connected on the bottom, that's not considered a bundle that you can carry around. And therefore, that's something that you could use as schach. And another halacha, Amr of Abba, Amr Shmuel, the vegetables that Chum said that a person could be Yotzer the Chiyav of Mar with on Pesach. This is talking about like the leafy greens that you could use for Mar. They can bring Toma, meaning when they are fresh, if they are considered an oil on top of a mace, we have a mace underneath them. So we know that anything underneath the same oil as a mace is going to become Tomei. That's called Mevina Satoma. However, they will not create a Chatzitza in front of the Toma. We know that usually if a mace is inside of a house, so the Toma is not going to escape through the roof because the roof is a Chatzitza, it's going to prevent the Toma from escaping. However, if we have something that's not considered a proper roof, so that's not going to be a proper Chatzitza, and the Toma will go all the way upwards, and someone passing even above this roof is going to become Tomei, and the same thing over here. These are not considered stable enough as a roof that they're going to prevent the Toma from escaping. And also, they're going to passle the Sukkah because of airspace. Now, this over here, Mishum Avir, is actually touching on a halacha that we're going to be learning about in greater depth in a number of daf. So there's a difference between if one has a gap of airspace in between his chach, or if that gap is filled with pasos chach. So three tfachim of airspace pasos, whereas four tfachim, or maybe even four amos of schach pasol pasos. So the chiddush over here is that these leaves are considered like air, and they're not considered like schach pasol, and therefore three tfachim are going to pasol, and not four tfachim or four amos. My time away is that kimdal chiyavshi, because once they dry, parchiv nafli, they fly away and they fall down, command less new dummy, it's considered like they're not even here, so they're considered like airspace, they're not even considered like pasol schach. And now let's focus on the next gemara, because it's going to take us all the way till the end of the daf, and we have a very important new site over here. When it comes to Toma being transferred, we have a concept of Yad, of a handle. When the handle is a necessary component in the function of this object, so if the handle becomes Tomei, the object will become Tomei as well. And this applies to produce too, the handle being the stem. Let's say an apple, if it's desired and beneficial, then if the stem touches Toma, the apple itself is going to become Tomei. So the Gemara says, Amrav Abba, Amrav Rav Huna, Lagas, someone who harvests grapes in order to press them into wine, ain't la yadais. It does not have the din of yadais, meaning the stems attached to those grapes don't have a din of yadais and they are not susceptible to mkabotoma. That's because he does not want the stem. They're not beneficial. He doesn't want them for the wine and therefore they're not considered a yad. They cannot be mkabotoma. Now, Rav Menashe Bargado, Amar Rav Huna, he tells us, someone that cuts grain for schach in la yadais, that also doesn't have a din of yadais. That's because grain has two parts, the straw and the kernels. The straw is being used for the schach and not the kernels. He doesn't want the kernels at all because they're not kosher for schach. He only wants the straw. It doesn't have a din of yad. It's not mkabotoma and therefore it could be used as his schach. And the Gemara 
Gemara clarifies, Manda Amar Kaitzer, the one that says, cutting grain for schach does not have din of yadais, kal shekein baitzer. For sure, he would apply that same thing to baitzer when we're dealing with grapes. He doesn't want those stems because he doesn't want them absorbing any of his wine. But Manda Amar baitzer she'en lo yadais, according to Manda Amar, the baitzer, these grapes, they don't have the din of yadais. Aval kaitzer, when we're dealing with grain for schach, yesh lo yadais. We would say that they have yadais. Why is that? He actually wants to use the kernels as the schach also, because he doesn't want the straw to scatter. It's very light and it's just going to scatter in the wind. So he wants the kernels attached to it. The kernels are food. They're makabal toma. Therefore, the straw is also going to be makabal toma. And that means you would not be allowed to use it as schach. So the Gemara suggests, name of the Rav Menashe Bargad Tanahi. Let's say the Rav Menashe Bargad is halach as machlok as tenoim. Titani, we have a brisa. Fig branches that have figs on them. Parchilin, ubehen anavim. Vines that have grapes on them. Kashin, ubehen shibalim. Stalks that have kernels on them. Mechavdus, ubehen tamarim. We have date branches that have dates on them. Kul on all of these. If there's more psilis, meaning more branch unusable part is more than the food part, kasheros then they're kasher for schach. But vimlav if not psula then they're for schach. That's because the entire thing is considered like the food, and food is makabel toma and it can't be used as schach. Now acherim says the only way it's going to be kasher as schach that's if the kashin, the not usable part of this branch is more than the yadais than the stems and the food itself. So my lav hakemifagi it must be that what are they arguing about the that a cherem holds the produce that's cut for schach yesh lahen yadais it still has a din of yadais and you have to make sure that you have more unusable stuff than usable stuff and umar savar and the tanakama holds ein lahem yadais it doesn't have a din of yadais so clearly we see it's machlekes tanaim and we continue analyzing rabbi abba vade tanahi according to rabbi abba it's for sure machlekes tanaim that's because rabbi abba holds that only grapes cut for pressing don't have yadais but grain does this clearly is not like the tanakama that stated explicitly the grain cut for schach doesn't have yadais therefore according to rabbi abba it's for sure machlekes tanaim but rabbi who says machlekes tanaim? Why wouldn't it be machlekes tanaim? Because Amr Lachav Menashe, Menashe will tell you the kuli alma savri hakatzul schach ein lo yadais. Everyone agrees, meaning the Tanakam and Acherim hold that if you cut this grain for the express purpose of making it into schach, it doesn't have a din of yadais. Vahachamayaskin over here, what's the whole machlekes kigan shekatzul nachila? Is that you originally cut it for the intent of eating it, v'nimachalein the sikach, and then you change your mind that you want to use it as schach, and when you cut it for eating it originally, so then it has the din of yadais, as we said previously. Something that is edible, so then it has a din of yadis, and that's what their homachlaikis is. The Gemara asks, hold it one second. If you had cut it originally to eat it, so now it is susceptible to be makabotoma, what's the chacham svaro that now that you decide to use it for schach, all of a sudden it can't be makabotoma? And v'chitim, if you want to suggest that Kasavi Rabbanon, the Rabbanon hold kibin the nimachalim sikach, since he changed his mind and now he wants to use it for schach, his original machshava, that he wants to have it for food, is bottle, it's nullified, and now it's not susceptible to be makabotoma, umi bottle could his machshava become bottle like that? Could he just nullify his original thought process like that? But today we have a Mishnah. Anytime we're dealing with a kli, you're in the middle of making a vessel, they can now enter the state of being able to be makabotoma just with machshava alone, meaning he's in the middle of making it, he looks at it, he says, you know what, I'm finished, this is a good complete keli, now it automatically is able to be makabotoma. But it cannot leave its state of being able to be makabotoma, unless you actually do a maisa to it, you actually have to do an action. You can't just change your mind and decide, now that you have a regular kli, you can't just say, oh, you want to know what? I don't want this to be considered a kli. And now we clarify, maisa, mighty miyad maisa, miyad machshava. If you do an action, that can uproot an original action or can uproot an original thought process. Machshava, maisa, But a thought process can't uproot a maisa and it can't uproot an original thought process either. So how is it the chamim say that if your original thought process was that you want to use it for food and all of a sudden you decide you have a different thought process. You say you want 
know what, I want to use it for schach, how could that remove its susceptibility to Mkabal Tomah? You should still not be allowed to use it as schach. And Vchitim, if you want to suggest, Hani Mili Kalim, this whole halacha that we just learned is all about Kalim, vessels, the Chashivi, the very Chashiv, Avol Yadais, we're just dealing with Yadais of produce, the Lazar Chachilinenu. The whole purpose of the Yad is just that you need it for the fruit. The stem is to help the fruit out. So therefore, it can be considered something important just with your thought process alone, but you could also remove it with your thought process alone. That's also not true, because we have a Mishnah. Anytime we have a yad of produce, let's say we're talking about the stalk of the grain, and he was basasan begayrin, we're going to talk about what that is in a minute, tahiris, so now they're tahar, meaning they lose their status of being able to be makabotoma. Now, Rabbi says, nonetheless, it's still able to be makabotoma. So, this fits according to the Mandamar, that what does basasan mean? Hitir agudon, that he simply untied their bundles, shapir. So this makes sense, and this could be the shitas rabbanon. Why is that? Because untying a bundle isn't an action performed to the actual produce itself, and nonetheless we see that it removes the susceptibility to Tumah because it demonstrates that he no longer wants the Yad. And by that same token, he could change its status with just a machshava, namely he's nimlach, that he doesn't want this for food, rather for schach. Elamanda Amar, my besasan, but according to the Manda Amar, that what does besasan mean? Besasan mamish, that he actually crushed or broke the stems. Michael Amemar, what could we say over here in shitas chachamim? How could the chachamim say that if he simply used his thought process to change it from being food to schach, all of a sudden that's okay and it's not going to be Kabbal Tumah. So the answer is no, it's not a problem. Over here also, the machlek is between the Rabbanon and Achirim is talking about a case where he actually was besas on them, he crushed them or broke them, and therefore he's able to use them as schach. The Gemara asks, if so, so what's that reason that Achirim says that he's not able to use it as schach? If he performed this actual real action and he actually crushed or broke the Yadais, why would Achirim say that he's not able to use it as schach? So the Gemara answers, Damar Krabiesi, Achirim holds it, Krabiesi did not, we had just said in our Mishnah, Rabbi Yaisi Rabbi says that even though he was besasan, even though he broke them, they still are able to be makabal tumah. The Gemara asks, hold on, Haimai, Bishleim Ahasam Taimed Rabbi Yaisi Chaziel Echidur B'Shem Lakish. Over there in that Mishnah itself, when we're talking about being baisais, these Yadais, that makes sense in Rabbi Shem Ben Lakish. Damar Shem Ben Lakish, Rish Lakish says, Since you could still use these stems, even though they're crushed and broken, because you could flip them over with a pitchfork, and Atar is a pitchfork, you could still use the stem to help you flip over the grain and everything in the pile with a pitchfork, so that's why it still could be Makabotoma, even though you crushed it. Over here, when we're dealing with schach, what is it fit for? How can you use a crushed and broken stem as part of your schach? Why is it that it should still be susceptible to Makabotoma? The Gemara answer is Chazia, it's still fit, because when you dismantle your sukkah, he could still hold this schach, this grain, by its stalk, and then it's still usable, even though it's crushed and broken, you could still use it to some extent, and that's why it's still going to be Makabotoma, and you would not be allowed to use it as schach, even though it was crushed or broken. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow with continuing to discuss this whole concept of Yadais, but for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.